Thank you. All right, so thank y'all for being patient. You know, the Lord, sometimes he just want to address some stuff. Try to get our minds right. Does everybody understand that? <clears throat> All right, so is everybody there at the 22nd chapter of the book of Proverbs? All right, we're going to, <clears throat> we're going to read verse 4. It says, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Everybody see that? Now, the first thing we want to talk to you about, that's what we're going to be talking to you about just real brief, briefly tonight. What the key is to riches, honor, and basically an abundant life. What's the first thing on that list there? Humility. Everybody see that? Humility. That's God's desire for all of us, is to be humble. Does everybody understand? Do you know what that, the, the, the first three letters of that is what? H-U-M. It is where we get our word from, human. To be human. And where did we come from? From where now? The dirt. To be dirt. To not forget where you come from. And, uh, listen, that's the cycle of life. From the dust you come, and from the dust thou shalt, what? Return. So you notice, we don't ever get upgraded. You notice, God didn't create us from the dirt, and then turn us, and then when we, we die, we turn into gold so that our family can go spend us. You come from dust. And I tell you, let me, can I talk to y'all for a minute about dirt? Dirt is born. It cries. We feed it. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> we send it to school. It learns. We send it to college. Dirt get degrees. Dirt drive fancy cars. Dirt live in nice neighborhoods. And then dirt starts thinking that it's somebody. I got a degree. I know half the dictionary. I can speak three languages. And, and when it's all said and done, where is it going? With the degree. With the nice house. No, that's left behind for some more dirt to live in. And so what we do, listen, if we just walk around with this mindset, does everybody understand that now? Who in here think they more than dirt? I don't. I don't. So if I walk around always remembering that the very stuff I'm walking on, that's me, then I remain in a place where God can use me. 
Let's think about it. How many of you got that little piece, that little carpet outside of your house, the little, little rug outside your house? Why you got that out there? To wipe some of you off. Because your house is too fancy. I don't want me up in here. Some of us so fancy. No, you can't come in here with that. You you tracking you tracking us in here. Wipe your shoes off. The Lord bless us with a couple of pennies to rub together. And all of a sudden we forget who we are. We forget. All God's got to do is snap his finger. And you and them two pennies is going to drop to the ground. The two pennies going to outlive you. So we keep these things on the forefront of our minds. Lord, I'm just dirt. I'm just dirt. I'm telling you, you can prove it. Buy a white rag. You get in the tub, scrub, scrub, scrub. And you can say, I'm clean. I don't smell anymore. All the dirt is off of me. You keep scrubbing. You could take 10 showers a day, 10 baths a day, and every time you get out of that tub, it's going to have some of you around the edge of it. Does everybody understand that? How many of you have one of them little Swiffer dusters? One of them little them little feather little dusters that you go through your house just, you know, you know how we get, we fancy. I got feathers. How many of you have seen that? How many of you have dusted your house? Somebody tell me what that is. That's you. I'm not playing. That's really you. That dust, that's from you. That ain't you just tracking you. Every time the door opens, it's just flying in there. You ain't living in the dust bowl. <laughs> You're the dust bowl. Does everybody understand now? So if, if we keep these things on the forefront of our mind, you, you, you know there's a, <laughs> there's a blessing that comes with being dirt and knowing it. You're the only one thinking more. But there's a blessing that comes with not only being dirt, but knowing and always having a state of mind. I am dirt. In other words, human. Which is what makes me humble. What are those? Isn't that something? Isn't that something? That God makes you something and all you got to do is stay that. You ain't got to try to upgrade yourself to nothing. God is hard. I was made dirt. How in, how in the world you expect me to turn myself into gold? Does everybody understand that? God says, I've made you dirt, and all you got to do is stay that way, and I can use you. Isn't that something? What? I, ain't, I can't think of a better deal than that. You ain't got to work. You ain't got to sweat. You ain't got to do nothing. Just be reminded of who you are, who God created you to be. That's it. Now, isn't that the wisdom of God? You see how wise he is? I made you dirt. I made you even what animals walk on and poop on. 
That's what I made you out of. And if you want me to bless you, all you got to do is remember where you come from. And so then you have, and now what happens is if you remember, Lord, I'm just dust. Then God says, now I can use you because you want to try to, you want, dirt ain't trying to take glory. No, it ain't either. Everybody understand that? No, dirt don't think it can sing. Sure don't. How many of you ever heard dirt singing? No, dirt can't preach either. It, it can't pray. If you read that Bible, it makes it clear. We are vessels. God is the one singing. He's the one preaching. He's the one that's praying. The Bible says we don't know what we ought to pray as we ought. No, we don't even know how to pray. All we got to do is say, Lord, I'm dirty. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay, now I can use you. And, you know, and it's a strange thing. It's the strangest thing. You know, how many of you pass by graveyards sometimes? You just see them out wherever. You know, it's got, we own a graveyard right across there. You know what's in there? Dirt. That's all. That's just dirt. I don't care how fancy the coffin is. When you open it up, that's all you're going to see is dirt. Does everybody understand that? That's one reason why I'm not real big on funerals. I'm not crying. I'm not losing my mind over dirt. You come from dirt. I understand that. That's my mom. No, that's not your mom in that coffin. She's going into eternity now. Does everybody understand that? The real her is not there. Does everybody understand? So this tells us in verse 4, by humility and the fear of the Lord or what? Riches and what? And what? Life. Riches, honor, and life. The first step to having all three of those is humility. That's the first step. Humility. Does everybody understand that? You know what humility does? It knows I cannot figure it out on my own. I can't figure this out. I need help. But see, the opposite, pride don't ask for help. Does everybody understand that? No, it don't either. It will not. It, it'll be on Google all day before it asks you for help. I'm telling you, I'm, me personally, I'm one of those people, I'll ask a million questions. And, and I and I <laughs> and I don't mind. I want to know. Does everybody understand that? Google ain't never cooked nothing. No, it ain't either. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? <laughs> so I don't mind asking questions. But if I'm not humble, I'm gonna have a problem with it. I'm going to figure it out. I can't let them people know what kind of problems I got. I'm going to figure it out. But if I'm humble, I know somebody has, somebody somewhere in this world has gone through what I'm going through. 
Somebody done cooked this same thing that I'm trying to cook. Somebody's been married before. I want to know what the keys are. What do I need to do? How, how did y'all get through it? Do they understand that? That's humility. But if I'm proud, I'm going to figure it out. I, 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 I can come up with something. I'm going to tear up everything trying to, but I can figure it out, except I can't. And you, now let me tell you something. The Bible says that God resists the proud. Does everybody believe that now? You know, the word resist means he fights against. God, does everybody hear me now? What does he do? He resists the proud. Everybody understand that? Come here, come up here, Brother Benjamin. Let me show you what that resistance look like. Hmm, come here. Keep coming. Keep coming. Try, try, try. Proud, proud, proud. Yumble yet? Yumble yet? Does everybody understand that? He, he want to go that way. But I, I smell pride in him. So I'm going to resist him. And, I, and, and I'm God. I got 50 years to stand here until he figure out why he ain't getting nowhere in life. Go ahead, sit down now. Does everybody understand now? God's got a million years. How many you got? He resists the proud. <laughs> does everybody understand now? But what does he do? He gives grace to who? Everybody see that now? I, I feel sorry for young people, you know, that's living life that, not, that don't want to ask for help. Just, I'm going to figure it out. I, I'm going to figure it out. I, you know, I'm going to do better. I'm going to figure it out. And the whole time, you know, you can have in your heart that you want to do better. But if you're proud, God ain't going to let you do better. That's, that's the sad part about it. That's, listen, everything is stacked on that. Every, is y'all hearing me now? Everything is stacked on that. If you're proud, it doesn't matter how, what kind of good intentions you got, how you really want to do things the right way. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. If you're proud, God is going to resist you. He is going to keep you from doing better. Because your will ain't good enough. Your willpower ain't good enough. You can buy all the books you want on how to be married. You can memorize Ephesians 5 from here to eternity. I'm going to be a submissive wife. I'm going to be an honorable husband. I'm going to love my wife. You can do all of that, but if you are proud, God is going to resist you. He's going to keep you from following his word until you humble yourself. Everything, everything is built on whether you are proud or whether you are humble. Your whole life is stacked on it. Does everybody understand that? What did God say about Lucifer? He was the cherub that covered. He was beautiful. 
one of the most beautiful angels that God ever created. He had instruments embedded in his body so that when he walked, he played. No, he was not the choir director. He was the whole band. And all he had to do was walk. And he played the music of heaven. The name Lucifer means morning star. Does everybody understand that? He was partly responsible for lighting up heaven. And God lays out, I, I, I made you an archangel. I made you greater than a lot of the angels that I have here. You weren't a warring angel. You were an angel that I would gaze on and stare and say, look at my handiwork. Look at how, heaven wasn't talking about how pretty Michael was. You're, you're ugly. You go on out and fight these battles. You ain't got nothing to lose. Take that sword in your forehead. <laughs> but old pretty Lucifer, he up there prancing, I'm too cute. I can't fight no wars, I'm too pretty. <laughs> Everybody understand that? And listen, and God was letting him be pretty. God kept allowing him to walk and play the music of heaven. God said, I had a lot of plans for you, but you know what? One day, one day, the Bible says it, pride was found in you. Pride. What got the devil kicked out of heaven? What got Lucifer kicked out of heaven? Pride. That's all. One day he saw a mirror. One day he got full of himself. He thought the gifts that he had was of himself. At some point, he thought he was self-made. Ooh, how many of us have said that? I'm my own man. Ain't nobody ever helped me. Did you deliver yourself? Your mama had to push you out. Somebody helped you. <laughs> Did you feed yourself? Does anybody understand that? How many cows did you milk as a baby? How many bottles did you fix? That's pride. And if God hated pride so much that he kicked the pinnacle of, a, of his creation out of heaven, what make you think he gonna put up with you, dirt? What make you think that you gonna prance around him? Does everybody understand that? The devil didn't have to depend on a hairstyle to be pretty. He didn't have to put on makeup. He didn't have good days and bad days. When he took pictures, he didn't have to turn to the left so they got his good side. He didn't have to do any of that. And here you are walking around dirt. And thank you something. 
Does everybody understand that? You know all of heaven got to be laughing at us. Look at that dirt down there. Oh, they in the mirror. They think they somebody. Got a graveyard right across the street. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? We go to beauty salons. We even kick up our feet to let people play with our dirty, nasty feet. Yeah, go ahead and shake that up real nice. We are vain. <laughs> I'm trying to make it real to you. We are vain. We think we somebody. I mean, you go to them salons or whatever they call them where you sitting, they got you sitting up high on the chair. And them poor sisters, women down there just down there trying to mess, get them toenails right. You know how vain that is? Do you see your father Abraham doing that? Now, if ain't nothing else dirt on you, them toenails off, I can promise you that. That, that couldn't be my occupation, never. <laughs> Does everybody understand now? We think a whole lot of ourselves. I'm telling you, God hates vanity. Does everybody understand that? I ain't saying you shouldn't get your toenails clipped. I ain't saying that. But I'm telling you, we ought to remember where we come from. Then God can use us. Everybody understand? Let's go real briefly. Let's go to the... Uh, I think the twelfth, uh, the 13th chapter of 1 Samuel. Now, let me just give a background of this. Uh, Israel have been crying out for a king because they wanted to be like other nations. And so God granted them their wish. And he made Saul their king. But Saul was such an humble man. Now the Bible says that of all the men in, the, in, the, in, the, uh, in Israel, Saul was the tallest from head, from shoulder on up. In other words, the next tallest man only reached his shoulders. So he was a tall man. But you know what happened when Samuel went to anoint him as king? He was hiding. He was hiding because he was humble. He felt like I don't want to. I can't go in front of them people like that. I don't want to. I don't want to be seen. Now let me make this clear. That's that's what humility is. It don't want to be out in the forefront. No, it don't either. Does everybody understand that? 
It don't want to be on a, you know, if, if I was the type of person, listen, that I just like standing up in front of people talking, then I would be the one talking. It wouldn't be God talking through me. But because I don't really care about standing up in, free, in front of people talking, now God get to talk. I ain't got nothing to say to y'all, but God's got a lot to say. Does everybody understand that? All I got to say, how, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? All right, y'all, we're dismissed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. That's my sermon. <laughs> but when I get up here and I know dirt is standing here, I ain't got no choice but to yield. I got to yield to that Holy Spirit. Does everybody understand? And so that's the first thing to humility. It doesn't want to be seen. It's not looking for the forefront. It don't like humility, don't like attention. Does everybody understand that? No, it don't either. All right, so now is everybody there in the 13th chapter of 1 Samuel? So, funny thing happens. You give dirt a little position, give it a title, and all of a sudden, dirt start thinking that it's somebody. Does everybody understand that? Now, Y'all believe me when I say that we're dust? And Saul was about seven feet of it. Seven, he was worse off than the short people. You, you, you're dirt stacked high. You ought to be more shame. But that's not what it was. He got positioned. He got used to people bringing him stuff. He got used to people doing stuff for him. It's the first great, it's the first king of Israel. Everybody understand? And so what happens is dirt gets full of itself. It starts thinking, I did something. I'm telling you, yeah, I, I, listen, I feel like I got enough resistance from the devil. I don't need it from God. God is the one pushing me when there is resistance in front of me. But, but the minute I get pride, then I, I got to fight against the devil and God. Does everybody understand that? So no, I, I prefer not to have that. I just prefer to remember that I'm dirt. That's my preference. And my prayer is that we'll have that same preference. Does everybody understand that? Dirt don't think it deserves anything either. Dirt is not self-entitled. Does everybody understand that? No, it's not either. No, it's not self-entitled. I don't deserve anything. God, I'm glad I, that I'm just, I, I'm a part of the earth that at least get to go to heaven. Does everybody understand that? God could have made you a cow. And just about every time y'all come in, you see them cows out there, don't you? And ain't a one of them going to heaven. And you know what? They come from the same dirt you come from. And I ain't one of them going to heaven. You know what they're doing? They're out there eating. For what? Because they pets? What are they eating for? For the slaughter. We're going to fatten you up. That's the only reason why you're being raised. Aren't you glad you're not a cow? God could have made you an ant. You wouldn't have known anything about it. Does everybody understand now? 
you just been thinking in my mind, oh, I'm a busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Let me make, oh, I got stepped on, I'm dead. And, and that's the extent of your life. You don't know nothing about salvation. You don't know nothing about nothing. Just one day I was building my little ant bed, and the next day I'm dead. So we're blessed because we're a little bit different. We got a soul that the Lord himself came and died for, which is even more reason why we need to remember who we are and what we come from. Does everybody understand that? Let me keep in my mind that I'm dirt before God come and stump me out like I'm an ant. Some of the saddest scriptures I ever read in this Bible is when God say, I, I repent. I wish I hadn't made you. I wish I hadn't made you king. I wish I hadn't promoted you. I wish I hadn't. Isn't that something now? That's something. I don't want God to be sorry that he, that he allowed me to come to this earth. And you know one way I can keep him from being sorry? Always at his feet, thanking him. Praising him. Because you know what happens when dirt get to thinking it's something more than what it is? It, start, it, 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 don't just, it don't just move up the ladder a little bit. It goes from dirt to God. I'm God now. I'm self-made. I got a good job. I got a good house. I'm doing it. I'm doing nothing. Does everybody understand? <laughs> So, so let's listen. I, <laughs> let me just make this clear. Do you know in, in God's school, humility, that class, is an elective? Yeah, that's an elective. What is an elective? You can choose whether or not you want to take that class. I took the class. Trust me, you don't want to take it. Stay away from it. How do you keep from taking it? Being humble. Just be humble. You can, you can pass the class. You can clip it. Just, you can pass it without taking it. I can tell you a man in his Bible, he took it. You know how long it took him to get through that class? Seven years. God took his mind, made his nails grow like claws. God had him looking like an animal until the day he recognized, you know what? You are the God of the whole earth. What was I thinking? He ate with animals because that's what he looked like. Isn't that something now? It took him seven years. All right, is everybody there? 13 chapter of the book of First Samuel. All right, let's read verse 1. Says Saul reigned one year, and when he had reigned two years over Israel, everybody see that? Now he ain't even been there in there a good while yet. Isn't that something? I mean, you ever worked on a job with somebody? They yo, they your peer. They not, they not the boss of you. But they get told you look, go go down to the store and pick up, go down to the store and pick up some paper clips. And then when they get back, all of a sudden, look, I, I'm running it. Hey, you, you get up, go on over there, do something. You do something. How many of you ever run into those? 
How many of you were those? <laughs> How many of you ever looked and like, man, you almost getting fired up in here. You ain't nobody. And that's what heaven think as well. Who are y'all? Does everybody understand? All right, so verse 1, Saul reigned one year. And when he had reigned two years over Israel, Saul chose him 3,000 men of Israel, whereof 2,000 were with Saul in Michmash and in Mount Bethel. And a 1,000 were with Jonathan in Gibeah of Benjamin. And the rest of the people he sent every man to his tent. Everybody see that? Let's keep reading. And Jonathan smote the garrison of the Philistines that was in Geba. And the Philistines heard of it, and Saul, everybody see that? And Saul blew the trumpet throughout all the land, saying, Let the Hebrews hear. And all Israel heard say that Saul had smitten a garrison of the Philistines. Everybody see that? Who did it? Jonathan. But who blew the trumpet? Isn't that something? Verse, verse 4, and, and, Israel, and all Israel heard that Saul had smitten a garrison of the Philistines, and that Israel also had, was, in, was had in abomination with the Philistines. And the people were called together after Saul to Gilgal, and the Philistines gathered themselves to fight with Israel, 30,000 ch chariots and 6,000 horsemen and people, as the sand which is on the seashore in multitude. And they came up and pitched in Michmash, eastward from Beth-Avon. And when the men of Israel saw that they were in a great in a strait, for the people were distressed, then the people did hide themselves in caves and in thickets and in rocks and in high places and in pits. And some of the Hebrews went over Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. As for Saul, he was yet in Gilgal, and all the people following followed him doing what? Trembling. Wait a minute. What happened to the man that blew the trumpet? So let's let's put this in English for us all. His son did some great thing in wartime against the Philistines. Jonathan he blew the trumpet and said, let all Israel hear. I did it. But the problem was the Philistines heard it as well. So the Philistines grouped together and said, okay, yeah. They done went too far. Let's group together. Let's get all our army together. Let's go hunt them down and kill them. And when the story ends, what's happening? Saul's running in the opposite direction, trembling. And his men with him, all trembling. What is Saul doing? He has signed up for this elective. Does everybody understand that? He's bragged about something that he didn't do, and God have humbled him. You're not the leader, Saul, that you thought you were. If I put you in office, you need me to keep you in office. Everybody see now? All right, let's go and keep reading. And he tarried seven days according to the set time that Samuel had appointed, but Samuel came not to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. And Saul said, Bring hither a burnt offering to me 
and peace offerings, and he offered the burnt offering. Who did that? Saul. Verse 10, and it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering, the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came, and Saul went out to meet him that he might salute him. And Samuel said, what hast thou done? And Saul said, because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that thou camest not within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together in Michmash, therefore said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself, therefore, and offered a burnt offering. Was that his job? No. That was Samuel's job. He was the high priest. So what's another thing that pride does? It promotes itself. Does everybody understand that? Yeah, it promotes itself. It, it crosses barriers that it shouldn't cross. All because I, I, I'm going to figure it out. See, that was his issue. I got it. Oh, wait a minute. Samuel's not here? I, 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 I can figure it out. I just offer my own. I, I, for, I can force myself to do it. Does everybody understand that? Now, here's the thing. For anybody that's having marital problems, why do you feel like you got to work it out yourself when the Bible already tells you how to be? You ain't got to figure it out. You ain't got to intrude in an office you don't belong in. God already wrote the Bible. All you got to do is follow it. Does everybody understand that? Verse 13, And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandments of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom up upon Israel forever. But now the kingdom shall not continue. Everybody see that? Thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord hath sought him a man after his own heart, and the Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. Everybody see that? So pride, it finds a way even outside of the Bible. Does everybody understand now? All right, let's go. Now let's go to the 15th chapter of the book of 1 Samuel. Is everybody there? So this is where God have told Samuel, uh, told Saul to go down and destroy the Amalekites. But does he do it? Does he do it? All right, let's go. Let's go. We're going to start reading at verse 12. Verse 12 says, And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set him up a place, and he is gone about, and passed on, and gone down to Gilgal. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. And Samuel said, What meaneth then this bleeding of the sheep in mine ears, and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? Everybody see that? So you see what pride does? It makes excuses. It tries to lie and make you think that it ain't what it is. 
Does everybody understand? And it make excuses. Let's go and keep reading. Verse 15. And Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites. Everybody see that? So it also blames other people to make itself look good. Does everybody see? For the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Isn't that something? The people disobeyed, but when I participated, we were obeying God. The part I participated in. Isn't that something? Verse 16, then Samuel said unto Saul, stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord hath said to me this night. And he said unto him, say on. Everybody see that? I'm telling you, I love Samuel. You know why? Because he knew that there was a game being played. One of the things that people do when they have been cornered is they try to cause confusion. Let's read that web of lies again. Verse 15. And Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites for the, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God and the rest we have utterly destroyed. See the web of lies? Yeah, that's what pride do. It'll lie. I ain't taking responsibility for nothing but for obedience. Now if you want, if this is going to be an obedient party, I'll be there. If you're going to give me a crown for obeying, I'll be there. But if it's anything you calling out, it ain't my fault. Does everybody understand that now? So you see the wisdom of Samuel? I ain't about to stay here and try to untangle this web of lies. Does everybody understand that? What did he decide to do? Let me go talk to God. Let me, let me get my mind away from all this foolishness. Does everybody understand that? Verse 17, and Samuel said, look at what he says. When thou wast little in thine own sight. Everybody see. When you were little in your own sight, what happened? Was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel? Everybody see that? When you were little in your own sight, God exalted you. Isn't that something now? We're not going to go any further than that in these scriptures. If you want God to exalt you, stay little. Listen, in your own sight. You are little, whether you know it or not. But listen, the key is staying little in your own sight. So here's the question you have to ask yourself. How do you see yourself? Do you have this grandiose idea of who you are? Do you think everybody around you would drop dead if you weren't in their life? Do they understand that? tell you church folks are something the, the whole choir y'all gonna sound like putt if I ain't lending my voice isn't that something 
So what is the key to honor, to riches, and life? Humility. Stay little in your own sight, in your sight. Does everybody understand that? You know why? Because if you're little in your own sight, listen, when a person is little in their own sight, they're not concerned with what people think about them. No, they're not either. But if, if you, if you uh, think you're somebody, then you're going to go out of your way to try to protect whatever reputation you think you have. That's where all the self-promotion come from. But if you stay little, I'm telling you, that is the key. Stay little in your own sight. Don't think more of yourself than what you should. It's that simple. Now, that's easy. And for those of us who get away from that, like, so you may say, well, Brother Bolton, how in the world do I stay? How do I do that? What, how do I do that? I'll tell you how. You think of the worst mess you ever pulled. Think of it. In your own mind, I want you to think about it. Think about the times. And I just have to say stuff like this because it's real. Think about the times you were with more than one person in one month. In one night. Think about the times you were just walking down the street somewhere and tripped and fell and busted your head. Wasn't trying. Think about the times, and this is the key, think about the times where you were the most humiliated. Think about the things you have in your mind purpose. I'm going to take this to the grave. Ain't nobody going to ever know. Think about it. And then think that was you. And without God, that would still be you. That's how you stay humble. Without God, you ain't nothing but dirt. Does everybody understand that? Think about the worst, most ratchet mess you ever did. And then think about this. Without God, I would still be that way. He's the only one that pulled me out of the foolishness. That's how you stay humble. Does everybody understand that? Saul was called from the smallest tribe in Israel, the tribe of Benjamin. God did that on purpose. Does everybody understand now? Now all you got to think is this. Lord, I didn't come from anything. I didn't come from nothing. I came from nothing. I, don't, I didn't have a good reputation. People talk bad about me. They even lied on me. But you know what? That's fine. Because I've done plenty of other stuff that people don't even know about. I deserve to be lied on. You were. Think about the most craziest, stupidest stuff you've ever done in life. The stuff you don't want nobody to know about. And then keep in mind, that's you without God every day. Does everybody understand now? That's how you stay humble. I'm telling you, that's the key to honor riches and an abundant life. You stay humble and stay small, stay little in your own sight. Does everybody understand now?
All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your word that you've spoke to us today. Forgive us, Lord, for the times that we've thought more of ourselves than we should have. Lord, right now we come before you, bowed down, Lord, in spirit. Lord, we recognize that we're just dust before you. Forgive us, Lord, for the times we've tried to take glory from you. Forgive us, Lord, for the times we were high-minded. But right now, Lord, we come before you to repent. Lord, we prefer to just humble ourselves before you. We don't want you to humble us, Lord. We humble ourselves. And God, right now, we come yielding ourselves to you as vessels of honor. Not because of our abilities, Lord, but because of your ability to use us. Lord, create us exactly how you want us to be. And use us, Lord, for your glory. Lord, help us to remember the covenant that you made with Abraham. How when you made a covenant with him, Lord, you put him to sleep. So that he wouldn't think that it was of his works. Lord, we pray that you will do the same thing for us. Let us know, Lord, and remind us that it's by grace that we're saved through faith. Not of works, lest any of us should boast. But it is a gift from you. And Lord, as we're going through life and you're using us, God, we pray that you will always remind us that we're dust. Help us, Lord, not to be concerned with reputation, with what people think about us. Help us not to be concerned, Lord, with the rumors, with the lies. Help us, Lord, to just focus on you. Forgive us, Lord, for being distracted with our own ambition. Right now, God, we come before you yielded. Lord, we know that we need you. God, we know that every breath we take is because you've granted it. Forgive us, Lord, for thinking anything else. We thank you, Lord, for life. We thank you for our health and our strength. Forgive us, Lord, for thinking that it's because of ourselves that we're healthy. Forgive us, Lord, for thinking we can even live in this world without you. Lord, help us to be examples to others around us. Help us not to be vain and so caught up in our own life, Lord, that we forget about the souls that you've died for. Lord, we ask that you will stir us up to live for you with our whole hearts. Help us to know, Lord, that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Help us, remind us, Lord, that this is a spiritual war. 
so that we should not be distracted with the cares of this world. Help us, Lord, to yield ourselves to you as long as we live. We know we may not have long upon this earth, but Lord, right now, we dedicate our lives to you. Do what you will with it, Lord. Please, Lord, don't forget about us. Thank you, Lord, for just allowing us to sit in your presence and hear your word. Thank you, Lord, for strengthening us with your word. Now, Lord, hide your word in our hearts so that we can go out and live what we've heard. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters. We thank you all for being here tonight. The Lord say the same. We pray that God's blessings be upon you as you go home. We pray that you remember everything that was said tonight. And we pray that your life will never be the same from here on out. That you will take heed to what you've heard. That you will live it. That you will be strengthened by it. And that God will have glory in your lives. All right. If that's all now, we'll go ahead and dismiss you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.